Blog Talk Radio. Not here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hope your week's going well for you as well. Uh, check me out on my on, on my uh, sports blog, The Clown Times. That's clown spelled with a K at www.theclowntimes.net. And you can check me out on Facebook as well. So whether you're on your smartphone, laptop, desktop, wherever you are, just just go to the search one on top of The Clown Times there. And again, that's clown spelled with a K. You're able to find me there as well. We got a lot of NBA to get to tonight. Uh, while currently watching Boston versus Philly have a Taco Fall exciting, which is always a good thing. Um, but anyway, uh, let's just get to it. Um, since we're talking NBA, now I bring in at least one of my boys from the pair from the weekend adjustments uh, sports talk show on WMOH The Ticket, based out of uh, based out of Hamilton, Ohio. Is my man one half the crew. Jared Singleton is in the house. Jared, how are you, my man? Sir, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm fair for a square. I'm just, you know, we, <laughs> I know we mentioned this before, you and Kevin and I, but I still am, like, giddy that we have NBA basketball right now. And and, and not only that, we've got the playoffs going right now. So, I mean, we- it's like we went from being worried like a few months ago that we wouldn't have a continuation of the season to not only have a continuation of the season uh, in a bubble, but to have so much excitement and the intensity to remain so high. It's just really amazing to me. So um, give, well, give me your thoughts first on, 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 on the NBA startup as far as like, like especially like the playoffs. Like give me your, your thoughts on how well this, startup that's just restart, if you will, has gone for the NBA thus far? Well, first off, there is a way for Portland to make the finals. I know. You still want it. <laughs> you called it. <laughs> no, and I'm not I'm not trying to be prisoner of the moment after one game. It's still a tall task. Like, it, the, the right. Lakers are – it's not – it's the, the Lakers' offense, can get humming, and if they need to, this is the team they need to do it against. Like they and they can do it. Right. 
the, the Portland Trailblazers defense has just been terrible, so we'll we'll kind of get right. away from that. The biggest, I mean, the biggest surprise to me, the, the, okay, the biggest thing I'm going to take away from this is a question I'm going to ask because I was thinking about it, and it just kind of represents these playoffs in a way. Is Michael Jordan's 63 points in a game going to stand as the record after this season? Is somebody going to break it? Interesting because, like, uh, what's the name came kind of close. Um, Donovan Mitchell Donovan came close Mitchell. to the nine. It's not just him. It's it's Dame Lillard hitting 61. It, it, yeah. It's, uh, it's Luka Doncic right. doing what he did in his first game. Like, it, is 63 going to stand? Uh, if Devin Booker were in the uh, – playoffs I'd say no for sure but that's another story for another day but is, is, is 63 really going to be it I don't think so I think well, somebody's going to break that that's that's just the best way to describe these playoffs is they've been fast they've been up and down it's been boring sorry about that sorry it's kind of losing connection a little bit um Oh, no. What I was saying, like they've been fast, it's been up and down. The offenses have all looked good, even in this, except for Philadelphia. But that's a whole other issue. It, we'll it, talk about it, them. It just <laughs> playoffs as a whole has just been moving, moving along very well, and and it's been high scoring and fast paced, and that just that for me breeds the chance that somebody breaks sixty three. Well, speaking of offense. I've been very happy with the fact that the pace has picked up a lot, to your point, because uh, there was talk about some people, like, having worries about rust. And from what I've seen, dude, I mean, you can tell most of the, these, these guys that put in the work during the quote-unquote off period because for the most part, except for a few teams that we mentioned, like the Lakers and the uh, – oh, Taco Fall just made a free throw. Um like they, like like the I love that guy. I mean, ever since for such a Florida, I mean, I've been the Taco Fall guy, and I'm glad he's in the league. So I figured they had to have a Taco Fall side, since like they're putting the beating the brakes off the Sixers right now. So uh, good to that see. That right there, but, sir, is the new human victory cigar. Yep, <laughs> here you go. Oh, Taco hit a turn-on jumper. Holy shit! Oh yeah, he's on fire. <laughs> but really, I'm a sorry. The kids got the TV. Um, I can't watch it right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm in the sunroom and, and private in the sanctity of privacy, watching the NBA playoffs and talking to you and conducting <laughs> this podcast at the same time. But 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 let's talk since we're talking about lack of offense. Let's talk about the Lakers. Well, actually, no. Let's talk about the Sixers that are playing right now. I know okay. Phil. I mean Phil Simmons. Ben Simmons is out. And yes, I know that we both know that Ben Simmons is not a big scorer as in the as in the shooter. He refused to take shots fifteen feet out and, and further. Okay. Well hell he, he well hell, I say he refused to take shots from ten feet out, to be honest with you. Um and this given that the Sixers have a lot of talent and given that Embiid has to do this shit all by himself, um, practically, what what First of all, Ken, does, do the Sixers have a snowball chance of, hell of, of winning a game in this series? I I tend to think that this has sweep written all over it. Unless Joel Embiid can play like Shaq for one game, 
he could he could if he wanted to. Unless he's able to pull off a Shaq game, I don't I don't see Philadelphia winning. And what what Philly misses the most about Ben Simmons? Yes, he's limited with his shot and everything, but he is their primary ball handler. They don't have one of those now. They don't have somebody right. that just is a playmaker that makes plays for everybody. Tobias Harris isn't going to do that. Josh Josh Richardson's only going to do so much. And same with with, with Thibault and, and everybody. Like they, they don't have a primary ball handler, and that's what they miss about Ben Simmons. It's you know what I mean. Like it, it's the Chris Paul away from being a championship team. You know what's funny? You say that. I'm picturing Chris Paul, and he's going. To, he would hold definitely hold those guys, those two young guys, accountable. Um, That's I'm just, I'm, yeah. I just don't think that they would take his his constructive criticism all that well. I, I just have a feeling that he wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you I make a point a, there that I didn't even think about, but it, it's a nice thought. Yeah, you're right. You're probably right there. <laughs> but but hey, but it's, but on paper it will, on paper it would work. It's just that that whole delicate chemistry thing, it's, especially yeah, those it's, two it's, guys, our young guys are hard headed. I, I really don't know, but anyway, we we could all dream. Um, but speaking of the Sixers' future and their future, first of all, surprised that Coach Brett Brown survived last season. So I, I tend, to, tend to believe that his ass is going to get canned, especially if they get swept out in the first round. What what uh, what say you? Because I don't see him coming back. I don't either. I, I, I honestly I don't see him coming back, regardless of the outcome, unless they win the title. Sure, I I, I disagree with that. I, I mean, I it, it happened with Nick Nurse took over a a conference finals team. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's Quinn Snyder got canned right before that, so that's that's hard. Right. You know, he wins coach here and then he's he's fired. Like that's that's tough to do. That that's tough to swallow. But but I just don't really feel like Philadelphia is going to get over the hump unless they get a new voice in there because I think he's just kind of been too out. Well, who could who could the Sixers get to coach that squad? I mean, do you see Pop leaving the? The uh, Spurs no. to coach them. I mean, he's already rumored to coach the Nets next season. I mean, who 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 will coach? Who who's available outside of Mark Jackson that could get those guys' attention in Philly? David Fisdale. That's a that, that's a good name. That's a good name. That's a very good name. Yeah, I mean, outside of the name, when you really think about it, he's. Good at developing players. He did it in Miami. He was, and he's got, he's got quote unquote championship DNA. He was with that. He, he, he was with the Heatles, and I mean, he did some really good things in Memphis. New York is New York, but yes, I, I mean, he, shit, yeah. that's a, it's not just a good name. It's, it's a guy that's young enough that was a player that's been known as a bit of a player's coach. So yeah. maybe that's the kind of voice you need, or maybe like an Alvin Gentry. Yeah, yep, that's a good one too. I think Alan Alvin Gentry has been given a bad hand in, in New Orleans. Um, you know, he didn't have Zion most of the year, obviously. Um, they still have new they have new pieces just coming just 
Jalen started was trying to gel together in one season. I think that he deserved a second. Even though I was sad to see Gentry go from New Orleans, I can understand why because outside of maybe a game or two inside the bubble, they they did not show up. They did not play like a defense. I mean, they went from being the sexy pitch to get the AC to just like an afterthought, like a game or two, like away from the playoffs itself. So the play again itself. Itself. So I just don't know, but I do respect Alvin Gentry. I'm just wondering when the hell is Mark Jackson going to even get another interview for another job? And that's why I'm wondering. I don't know. For the life of me, I don't understand. Is he did he piss someone? Is some owner's cornflakes? I mean, what, 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 what the hell? Why is Mark Jackson not getting an, even an interview for another job? I, for the life of me, I cannot figure that out. Look, I'm a Bulls fan, okay? You know, yep. that, like, whoever listens at this point should know this. The first name that I thought of for the Bulls when they fired Jim Boyle and finally – Yes. Was none other than Mark Jackson. Because the way my mind operates is I, I kind of look at the way the team is built and this, that, and the other thing and what what players are going to get the most from being with what with which coach. And I think Mark Jackson would be the pick for the Bulls, but that's probably not going to happen. To, to answer your question, I have no idea. He, there's – it's – they cycle through the Van Gundys, which there's there's reasons for that. Stan and Stan and Jeff are really good coaches, and they, yes, they, they, they cycle through some of these old names and stuff like that. And it's like, man, why 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 can't Mark Jackson get a call? I I, re, I really right. don't know. I just I I, I really I. I think how successful Golden State was as soon as he left hurts him. Hmm. Interesting. Um, you know what, though? I, I don't know. I, I, I'll say this. Um, I don't know who your Bulls are going to end up getting, but as far as the Sixers go, they got to bring in the name that commands respect from the likes of Embiid and Simmons. Otherwise, if they can't do that, they have to trade one of those guys away. They, they just have to at this point, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious that – Simmons, and it's sad that this is going to probably going to end up going down like this. But Simmons and Embiid, they they don't gel together on the floor, probably mostly because Simmons refused to take a, to develop a 15 foot shot or greater that will open the lanes up, that opens the the, the lane up for uh, Embiid, and Embiid likes to hang on the perimeter as a result instead of taking his big behind down the block where he's most effective. Um, so who do you think is going to go? If they do decide to move Embiid or or Simmons, my my money unfortunately is on Embiid because I like Embiid a lot, but and you can't teach seven feet with with the talent that skills that he has. I think with Simmons, you could get away with surrounding him with shooters and let him be a point forward and let him do his damage that way. But but what say you? What, who do you who do you think they would move? The Sixers would move in that scenario because they're too talented to be this bad. I mean, not, they're not bad, but they should be a lot better than they are, let's put it that way. So, who, so do you see them moving out of star, or is this, if so, which one do they move? Would they move? You get a new coach first. I mean, obviously right. the first move is you get a new coach. 
So you get right. a new coach, and that doesn't work out after a year. That it still plummets. You look at who who gets you more, and you've also got to look at narrative. Like Philadelphia loves Joel Embiid. Right. They absolutely love him. He is he's not quite Allen Iverson, but he's getting he's inching closer in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's hard to move that, and I don't know. Again, you would think so, especially with money going to be tight here soon. If you're asking me who I'm keeping, I want to keep Simmons. But if you ask me who Philadelphia keeps, I bet you they keep Embiid. Hmm. Right. Yeah. I, again, I like Embiid. I love. Actually, I love Embiid. Again, you can't teach seven feet, and he has a lot of skills. He can shoot free throws very well. Unlike Simmons, I, I just think I just tend to believe that if they, I mean, they could do both. I mean, they they could surround both those guys with shooters, really. Um, they oh, just no, need a reliable. That with both guys. Yeah, exactly. I just think they, either way, they need a reliable point guard to the heady decisions that they, especially they get rid of Simmons. So we'll we'll see about that. When we mentioned Alexis earlier, we were talking about struggling offense or as uh, as Joe Namath once famously said on ESPN, struggling on offense. Um, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me that the Lakers will score only 93 points against a bad defensively, uh, defensively challenged rather Portland Trailblazers team. Even though I love them watching them on offense, they can score on almost anybody, right? I mean, it's one thing, Leonard, is one thing, but when C.J. McCullum wicks up, when Skinny Mellow challenges his old Denver, um, pick of his career, Mellow. <laughs> Um, and Gary Trent Jr. hitting those threes, and Yerkes doing the thing down low, they're hard to stop. I would I give you that. But to me, the yeah. Lakers shouldn't have – yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the Lakers scoring only 93 against a bad defensive team like Portland is inexcusable, and which leads to questions. Are the Lakers – I know it was only one game, and, and, you know, the sports media is all about – Prison of the moment. We all know that, but are the Lakers in trouble right now? First round. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not in the I first agree. round. They aren't. Uh, Portland's Portland's defense is just that bad. And as much as I'm rooting for Portland, <laughs> of all the teams I pick <laughs> to root for because the Bulls aren't in it, I pick for the team that's going to get pulled out in the first round. But you know, right? Um, uh, but yeah, Portland. Portland was a good matchup for the Lakers. Not only not only because the defense was bad, but because their offense was is that good, and it, it, it'll push them to get better quicker. But they're still in trouble in the second round, and if, if, even if they get through the second round, the Clippers are going to be a problem. Right. If, right. Their, offense doesn't, if their offense doesn't get right. Because their defense looks okay. Defense looks like it's going to be capable of doing what it needs to do. It, it misses Avery Bradley, but it is doing well enough. And that will only ratchet up as LeBron ratchets up. It's the offense that scares me. So they don't have enough shooters. If Kyle Kuzma keeps doing what he's been doing in the bubble, I feel more comfortable about it. But that's—I don't trust Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, he's the ultimate wild card. What about Anthony Davis, man? I mean, it seems like for quarters one through three, he's all world. 
in quarter number four, when things get tight, especially, he's like, I don't want any part of it. I mean, he's, he's, he's damn near seven feet tall. He has some rare skills, you know what I'm saying? But I just think that – I just wonder why the hell is he, is he like, camped out on the three-point line more? He's got his – another one he's got to get to keep the bit behind on, on the block. And secondly, I mean, he just, I, I just think that he doesn't have that dog in him like, like LeBron does. I mean, he's not – to be a superstar, he has to have a dog. There has to be some dog in him. So you can't – Next Lakers so. game that you watch. Uh-huh. I want you to watch quarters number one, number two, and number three. Anthony Davis will get a rebound, and he'll bring it up the court. Watch what he does in quarter number four. Anthony Davis doesn't look like a dog. You're right. Anthony Davis looks like he's the guy that gets you quarters one, two, three, but you need LeBron to get you quarter four. Right. 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 So, and sorry I think sorry that's to cut you off, but I noticed that pattern as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, no worries. I was going to say, I think LeBron, when they talked about this on the sports talk shows earlier today, I, I, I think that they – should I, mean, I think LeBron should just become more aggressive at this point? I mean, there's no answer for it. No one, no, especially definitely not Portland. They, they, they don't have an answer for him, right? So I, I just think that LeBron should just say fuck it and just go get his, and you yeah, know just good. let everybody else fill into the flow. <laughs> but they, they just, he just needs to get his, and it's just, they just become more aggressive because Davis doesn't have it. So, I mean, one through quarters one through three, he does to your point, and we both agree on that. He just he just goes no show on the floor, especially when things get tight. So LeBron just has to be that dude. He just has to be that dude going forward. You're right, and that's what's going to end up happening. There's there's an element to LeBron is the smartest player in the game, right? Right. I'm gonna put on my Kevin McCune hat for a minute here. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play Homer for uh, Homer for LeBron. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> LeBron James is the smartest player in the game. These first eight games of the se- of this quote unquote restart were just, you know, getting getting the feel for the game, getting his body back to where it needs to be. Now he's gonna take a couple of games in the first round, knowing that he can, to try and figure out what the best way to go about attacking the rest of the playoffs is with this team. So it's just a little feel-out period for LeBron, who's going to go ahead, turn around. You know, they might they might lose another game, but when it really comes down to it, LeBron's just going to take over and win this series. Sorry, I had to be Kevin yeah. for a minute. Oh, no worries. And you're right. I think, well, that's going to have to happen. It's going to have to happen. Otherwise, I mean, I, don't, I, don't see, I, I had the Lakers in six anyway. Um, and I don't think I have to worry about that. <laughs> but it, it's – and I find we all figure – especially no one has home court, right, in the bubble anyway. Orlando does. Who? Orlando? Oh, yeah, we'll talk about Orlando in, this, in a second. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll talk about them, especially the soft-ass bucks in a second. But still, I mean, I, I, I figure – I figured that that boy would take at least one game, and and I haven't taken two out of the series. But anyway, yeah, it's going to be competitive. I, mean, I love them as the eight seed anyway. Going against the Lakers, we got a lot of star power, but uh, 
it's good. It's, it's good stuff. Speaking of the magic, the way they beat the dog piss out of the bus in game one. What's going on with Milwaukee? That's that's why I don't. That's why I have yet to pick Milwaukee to get far in the Eastern Conference playoffs because if it's all about the regular season, I get it. But in in the playoffs, I just don't see it. They gotta get over that hump first. They have to get over that that hump first because they 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 have on paper they should have no they should have no fight Orlando on paper. Maybe I don't. Know, maybe because Atlanta's playing in the in the in the court, the home city in the bubble, but that's still inexcusable for the Bucks to get their asses kicked in Game One like that against a Orlando Magic team that I do not think has their star have their star player uh, Gordon. I don't think he's playing. I don't think he played Game One. So star player. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I mean. They just—I think the Bucks—they just—they are what they are. They're just soft, man. They're, they're soft as tissue paper. I can't disagree with you. They just—they played soft. Uh, it's, it, you see fight out of Giannis, but it seems like everybody else just gets tight. It just seems like Milton everybody especially. on that team, everybody on that team, it comes playoff time and they get tight and they put up bad shots and everything's just off a little bit. It just—it. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. They, they just, I don't know why defensively they were as bad as they were. That was the that was the part that had me wondering everything. Like how how were you so bad defensively with Brooke Lopez, with Robin Lopez, with Giannis, who should be Defensive Player of the Year? Middleton's a good defense. Like nobody on that team is a slouch on defense, and yet that team defense was terrible. They weren't yeah. communicating. So I, that seems like something that should get fixed. But it just I I don't know I I can't I can't figure it out they like you said on paper they should just roll through this series and I mean my is Miami real should Miami on paper really push them that far no but you're thinking if Miami gets there can they push them they'll definitely push them more than Orlando but yeah God. and Miami's tough too Miami's just tough they play with a lot Miami, of hard luck. Is there yeah. a world where Miami makes the Eastern Conference playoffs in your mind? In the finals, hell yes, hell yes. Okay, I can easily see them getting okay. bucks. See, that's the, that right there is the difference. Like, if compare them, we'll compare them to the, to the number one seed in the West, the, the Lakers. If the Lakers were yeah. playing the Heat in the seven game series, how would you feel about the Lakers' chances there? If they, if they go up against who now? I'm sorry. Miami. Miami? Oh, I think I think the Lakers will win in six. Okay, cool. What do you think about Miami going up against – what do you think about Miami going up against Milwaukee? Because that's your barometer right there. Is Miami going to push the I, Lakers I, harder than Milwaukee? I think – I, you know, I, I – I think Miami can beat Milwaukee. I think Miami will beat Milwaukee. If they will beat Milwaukee, if they meet in the second round. I, I, I'm calling it right now. I'm calling my shot right now. I I could see I, them beating Milwaukee. Yeah. So I just said that alone right there makes me think that whoever's going to win this, win all this, is coming out of the West. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 
I agree. So, I mean, we all agree there, right, that the West – I mean, one of the L.A. teams is going to end up winning this damn thing. Let's just, just be real. I, I, the one of the L.A. teams is going to end up winning it all. It's just a matter of when – it's a matter just of how, who they're playing, who will be going up against, and how, and how quick they're ending. Oh, they'll be going up I against mean, Toronto. They'll be going up yeah. against Toronto because Milwaukee can't get past Toronto. Yeah, right. And we all agree on that last week. The three of us yeah. agreed. And, and also, dude, uh, well, two weeks ago. Well, also, um, the guys that came on after y'all, they agreed as well. We all oh, – so basically, all five of us on the on podcast two weeks ago, Agreed that Toronto's going to come out east. That has never all happened right, before. I know we, yeah, we we all we all agreed that Toronto. I mean, I thought at least one of us would differ, but and 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 I remind the folks that we didn't discuss who would what we're going to talk about and whatnot before the podcast. It just happened organically. We all think that we all thought we we all believe that Toronto's going to come out east, and it's looking more and oh, more that, that way because. That. Yeah, Toronto was strong. They were still a uh, spirited effort by the by, by the Nets early today, but Toronto is just so fucking strong, man. I mean, they they are well coached, they're tough, and yeah, is to me that 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 second round series of Toronto and Boston is going to be really really fun to watch because you get to talk about two hard nosed, well coached, gritty 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 squads that could get it done. And that's going to be hella exciting come the second round. I'm already looking ahead because, I mean, the Sixers aren't going to challenge the Celtics. I I think we both agree on that. And I also yes, don't sir. believe. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't believe that that the, that Brooklyn has the actual firepower to overcome the Raptors. So that second round so. series between Boston and Toronto is going to be hella epic. So I have mm-hmm. a question for you. Yes, sir. Kawhi, the the Clippers win the title this year. Let's just say they win the title this year, and Kawhi gets yet another Finals MVP. Yeah. How much longer is it until we're talking about him being better than LeBron in the greatest of all time conversation? Oh, oh, that's a good question. Someone on on social media, they were talking about that. Um, wow. That's a Skip Bayless special right there, man. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't. That's a good question, though, because that meant that would mean not only would Kawhi would be the first cat to win Finals MVP against on three different squads, he'd be the first player to win on three different squads to be the focal point to to, to lead them. To a title and on three different back. squads. Yes. On three yes. Different. That too. That too. That too. That is a good That's ass question. Man. Yeah. I, I, um, I saw that and started going through my list of accomplishments, and I was like, man, the only thing LeBron will have on him is the finals appearance streak. Three, eight, eight straight? That LeBron has, yeah, yeah, that's four what Miami, I thought, four eight straight finals, right? It was eight straight right. finals, and nine out of wasn't it nine out of ten? Yeah, 
Yep. So, something like that. So, uh, I, no, wait a second. Because he made the finals when he was like a, a pup against the Spurs when he was in Cleveland. So, that was like between that and his first. And oh, his first, yeah, that was earlier than I'm thinking. That was like that was like 07, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So yeah. okay, yeah, okay. Like my bad. I was thinking that was I was thinking that was farther along in his career. You're right, my bad. But still, it, it, uh, but still, oh. the point stands eight in a row. Right, right. Yeah, that streak. I mean, I, I thought of Bill Russell <laughs> back in the day in the '60s, uh, <laughs> when appearing those consecutive finals, uh, all being a much smaller NBA, literally and figuratively. Um, you know, that's uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 LeBron, he, he has that a lot. Um, but I have to give it up to Kawhi in that scenario. I would definitely give Kawhi consideration for greatest player at this point. I, you have to at this point. Because, again, dude would have not only had three titles with these three different squads as the leader, but he would have been back-to-back on two different squads. Toronto last year, That's- the Clippers this year. That's that, that, that hasn't been done. Yeah, that has never that has never been done. So I agree with you on that. I totally totally agree with you on that. Um, Don't you just love I, the fact that once LeBron does retire, that the NBA is not going to fall off like it did after Jordan left? Yeah, I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta love that. I mean, you, you, yeah. I mean, because I remember that that was a. It was a dirt, right? <laughs> it was it was a dirt for stars, you know, like 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 that moment in the in the nineties, in the late nineties, early two thousands, and during that time, like the like I guess Kobe and companies started to come on, but that was man, that it was a struggle. It was a huge <laughs> struggle um, during that time. I don't think we're gonna have that struggle again. To your point, because knowing with Kawhi. You got Russell Westbrook, obviously. You have James Harden uh, in their prime, and you also have um, um, who else? I'm, I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, you, you, have, you have Jason. Yes, those guys in Boston. You got Siakam in Toronto. I mean, two guys that'll be healthy next year named Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. So. They're gonna be just. The what Jacques Vaughn is doing with that team? What Jacques well, Vaughn is doing with that team should earn oh, him a head coaching spot. Oh, it's incredible! It's incredible. They they got a such a bunch of G leaguers balling out. Yeah. In the I mean, seriously, seriously, they got a bunch of G leaguers, and they're doing so well. They're playing so well. They're well coached. They're tough. And it's awesome to see. So I hope that he gets the opportunity to be to to remain a coach. Um, you know, because again, and, and you know, and, and there's something about NBA stars that respect former players. And albeit like Jack Vaughn didn't star on the NBA level as well as what he did in college at Kansas, but he still respects the coach. Still very well respected. So I think you don't that have to be a star for guys to respect you. Right, exactly. I t- 
totally agree with that. They, they see the, the work that the coach puts in uh, night in and night out, you know, and the, and the work away from the floor. And I think Jacques Vaughn is more than doing just that. Um, and I think that I, 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 you have to believe that those guys, the two guys, Kyrie and, K, and KD, respect that. You have to think that they respect that. So yeah, I, I hope that Jacques Vaughn gets the opportunity to stay with the squad and coach them going forward because the sky's the limit for, for that Brooklyn squad, especially given the short in the bubble when they have no damn business on paper even competing with, the, with Toronto. And even having a great showing in the bubble before that in the seeding games. But there's something they, they, to be they, said they, for they, guys they, fighting for their job. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. That's true too. I mean, Karis LeBert, hey, he's a dude. He's not a superstar. Oh, he's, he's fighting a dude. for that bag. Yeah, exactly. He's a dude. Uh, what do they should pay him? I don't know, but still, he he's that dude. So, I mean, it's. It's Brooklyn is very impressive. It just it depresses me to see the book the Nets do so well. And my Knicks just continuously suck with function and everything else. I mean, they should. You're too bad you can't fire the owner, but they need a new front hey, office. I hope, but that's. Um, I hope for you very sincerely that the Knicks get the number two draft pick in the draft this year. If they don't, if they don't fuck it up like they did with Porzingis, I mean Porzingis was a he was a unicorn. But it found a way to fuck that up, that relationship up, and he's in Dallas balling, as well as Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, I'm about to get another head. Oh, man. I love getting you on your Knicks. <laughs> I know you do. It's the old Bulls Knicks robbery thing, I guess. You got to just, just, just tweet me here. Yeah, <laughs> you just admitted it. You got to tweet me here and there. But before I get too depressed and end up slipping my wrist, um, it's just one, just one series, man. That you know, how about the Utah Jazz? I mean, over the Nuggets, they just beat the dog, beat the dog piss out of the Nuggets earlier today. And it, how about Donovan Mitchell, dude? I mean, it's it's hard to believe the dude is only six foot one. He jumped out the sky. Just, I mean, he's just so impressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's just so impressive. I mean, 30 points, eight assists. I mean, that was and that's the game after his 57 points in game one where he and Jamal Murray put on a performance, a duel for the ages, especially in the fourth quarter in overtime. That was that was an epic duel. But but Donovan Mitchell's like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, again, Jazz is one of those well-coached, really teams. It's just yeah. that they're led by a six one is superstar. You don't I mean what what do you, what more do you need? It's it's he's he's a guy that can score and they just don't have a lot of guys around him. I mean Gobert's Gobert. You know what I mean? He's a great right. he's a great defensive player, but he's not the kind of player that you're counting on to help you. You don't want him to be your number two. Right. You know what I mean? You Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, that's that. No, it's okay. I know. I know you. I like. I like. I, like. I know you have those. Those lovely cell phones. I tell you. Uh, <laughs> but um, sorry, yeah, I, I mean, I, I got I, my technical I, issues figured out. Okay, cool. But I was going to say, I think, 
I thought the Jazz the next would be a long series anyway. I called the San Antonio is going to bore the hell out of people <laughs> uh, because both. I mean, even though they both have star players, they don't move the needle like say obviously like the obviously like LeBron and Kawhi and Jalen Brown and uh and and and, and Jason Tatum and, and company. Um, no, but that's, that's not that's like. Exactly. Yeah, no, they I don't mean, move the no, needle with star power. Right, they don't. But they're both good, gritty teams. Again, I'm gritty. I love gritty teams in the playoffs, man. I mean, because you see the metal come out, you see the heart come out. You know what I'm saying? The same thing with Indiana and Miami. That's a, that's a, that's probably gonna be my favorite series in the first round because, of course, you got the whole TJ. Warren and uh, and and, and uh, 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 his name uh, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy G. Yes, he see him wave at at TJ Warren after he stole the pass and dunked it. I mean, again, you got I I love Jimmy Butler. Um, but so that's my favorite series. That's gonna be a long series, I, I think, as well. Both teams are well coached. Both again, both teams are gritty as fuck. But I, I think Miami's the grittiest team in the playoffs. Um, which is why I think, especially Miami, if they get past Indiana, they'll take out Milwaukee. Milwaukee's just too damn soft. But at any rate, um, so what, what are your thoughts? I know Jimmy Buck is your guy because he's a former Bull, but what are your thoughts on, on how he has transformed the Heat at this point? Is there a more perfect marriage in the NBA than Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat? I know, right? It's crazy. I mean, the, the, one guy. There, there's, there's, there is no better marriage. Like maybe Chris Paul on that team too, but just what Jimmy Butler has done, he's he was about the Heat culture before he was with the Heat. Right. And the way they built the team, it, it it is an absolute testament to what Pat Riley can do when he's locked in and engaged and building a team. Because they, they built a team that can withstand two guys that aren't comp, aren't great from the three-point line. Bam doesn't really shoot them at all, but Jimmy's career low, 21% from three-point land. That's, okay, you saw what he did. He stepped into two of them and just drilled them both in the time that it counts. That's why I love Jimmy Butler, because he just, God, when it counts, he's good, isn't he? He's great. He's awesome. Again, I'm happy for him because I'm a big fan of Jimmy Butler's, um, and it's it's it's, it's 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 great to see that. Um, one one last thought in the first round, right quick. Um, I'm watching Dallas and the Clippers right now. I like I, I like I like I like Luca a lot. I come on, said I, mean, I already told you how I feel about Porzingis, but Luca when they when 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 um, when they had coach made him a point forward, that just blossomed. Just took it. That took it. Took his game to a whole another level. Um, and granted, he still, he, he, you can still rough get, get away with roughing him up a little bit. Uh, you know, Clippers roughed him up last back in game one. But even though I don't believe he's taking come to Larry Bird just yet, um, that's totally unfair to both him and Bird. Um, I think that this kid, man, in his, his first playoffs, this is going again. This is going to be one of those superstars that's going to carry the league post LeBron. 
And that's why you and I believe, another reason why you and I believe the NBA will be in good hands until LeBron steps away. So, I'm going to take a small victory lap here and say I called this when he was in the draft. Uh-huh. Um, I, I remember that. Uh, Luca, Luca, is it, you were on air with me and Kevin when we did that, too. I went back and checked the tape. <laughs> yep. So, you so, should... You should, Luca, you should. Go ahead. Going. No, I was going to say you should get the victory parade going, but 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 uh, you're about to make a point. Luca is a very he's thing on the offensive end. Well, he's 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 strong enough. He's just fast enough. He's crafty. You want to know who he really reminds me of? Who's that? Guy that ran the Showtime Lakers. Magic, huh? Why magic? In your I opinion? do. Uh. I, the, way, the way he plays, he plays a similar style as Magic. He's he's a point forward. Magic played point guard. Okay, yeah. He was a point forward like Magic, and he just he knows how to get his team involved. He knows how to score the ball. He's still young, his second year in the league, and you can see that. But look at what Dallas can do. They they push the Clippers. Clippers won. It's it's okay. Right now they're leading the Clippers. Granted, it's you know only the first quarter, but still. It's, right. It's, it's, Dallas is in really good shape going for, moving forward. Yes, they are. And they're well coached. Rick Carlisle, Rick Carlisle is one of the great best coaches in the league. I mean, he's he's Anything done a great job with it. Exactly. So underrated. So very underrated. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I still think the Clippers are going to win this series, obviously. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, even 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 though Dallas easily could have won Game One, um, it, it's just that they fell for the to okie doke with the Clippers when they let them get in the head. Um, but I, I, I just I, I really love Luca. Luca is he's 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 a dude. He is he he's a dude. His step back threes and his 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 uh his his his, his, his um. Which one want to use? Razzle dazzle for his size. It's moxie. Yeah, that's a great word for it. It's moxie. It's intangibles. I really love it. I dig it. Um, I really, I really, 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 really dig it. Um, but, 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 um, do you have any upset? A guy that I'm sorry. Go ahead. This no, is so hard to do over that. the phone. Yeah, I know. It's it sucks doing over the phone. I know. It's it is what it is. But I was going to ask you, bro. Do you have any upset specials this first round? I didn't get to talk to you guys last week when when everything started finalizing as far as the playoff matches go. But do you do you have any upset specials brewing or in your mind aside from Portland, <laughs> aside from the Portland pipe dream? But do you have any other <laughs> other specials upset specials going? Can you call the Thunder over the Rockets an upset? You, maybe. You can't say it's a 4-5 I mean, matchup, and in Vegas, I'm not going to give you, like, the exact odds, but it is the lowest odds that you can get for one team over the other. So, like, if Vegas right. says that it's pretty much a draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I love 4-5 matchups anyway. I mean, it's, it's hard to call any upset specialist, to be honest with you. I mean – 
I, I, as soft as Milwaukee is, I still think they'll end up beating Orlando anyway, so I can't really call that. You know what I'm saying? And as competitive as Portland is, I really can't give them the, the nod. I'm sorry to break your heart, but give, the, uh, give, them, give them the nod over, uh, <laughs> over, over the Lakers. I just don't see any clear-cut upsets in the first round. I mean, the, the Washington Wash would be in the second round, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm just glad we – I guess you saw over the, the Jazz could everything. be considered an upset. It could be, uh, yeah. You saw yeah. over the Nuggets. Yep, yeah, I actually agree with that. That, that, that. that could be an upset. Even though Utah is hella talented. I mean, they don't have scrubs. They, they don't have scrubs. They got some – I mean, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, very talented guys. And I don't think they have – they don't have the point guard. He's out on paternity right right now. This, this child's about to be born. And he's going to be quarantined when he gets back. So, I mean, you That's could tough. technically call that upset because they're the sixth seed. Utah is, and Denver's the three seed. That's a tough matchup for Denver, though. Right? I mean, you got Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and a bunch of long dudes who can play defense. Because you could give you matchup issues. That's a, just a tough matchup for Denver. A very tough matchup for Denver. All right, so, so one more question about this first round that I have for you. Yes, sir. As a fan, as a fan, what one player are you making sure that you catch outside of LeBron? That I pick outside LeBron? No, that you like huh. that like you are making sure it's appointment television. You are watching the game if he is on. You know what? I would say the Greek freak, but until he gets a three point shot, I mean I I was about to see the Greek freak just dunk on catch, but I mean the way teams are game playing against him, not letting him get to the lane, it's like a wash. I mean, I would say probably Luca. Because it's swag, it's flair. Um, but but also I would think Dame Dollar. I watched the game. I watched the game last night, not because LeBron, not just because LeBron, but Dame Dollar. I mean that dude can score. His logo when he becomes logo little when he hits threes from the Hemet Court, like he did last night, twice. Uh, I'm I'm watching him. Yeah, he'll be my actually my next go to. Must-see TV dude outside of LeBron at this point. All right. I just wanted to – I wanted to make sure Damian Lillard got mentioned. I mean, Skip Bailsman, I think so, but I think, I think Damian Lillard is box office. I think he's a superstar. And, um, yeah, I mean, now the question is, and this goes – this is like – this is, I think, a long term. Would Damian Lillard actually stick around in Portland? I know he signed a huge extension, I think, last season. Last off season, um, but will he become? Will he become the the the, uh, the uh, next Kevin Garnett? Like Kevin Garnett, you know, he spent his first few years in Minnesota in his prime before he realized they couldn't win a title there, so he had to like find a way to to, to get the hell out of town and end up getting traded to Boston and and delivering like one championship. Should have won two, to be to be honest with you, but 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 still. I, I kind of wonder if Lillard's going to stick around long term. 
because by being in the West and that squad that he has, not that he it's a bunch of scrubs, but it's hard to believe that they'll end up winning teams for a championship as as Portland as it's currently constructed. This is gonna sound odd to you. This is going to sound odd, but I think Damian Lillard's like got the same mindset as what Vince Carter has. Now, not saying Vince uh-huh. stayed with one team. I knew that that's completely false. But Vince Carter wasn't about chasing a ring. He never signed to just chase a ring. He always played to play. Right. I really don't think Lillard's going anywhere because his zero on his jersey they announce it as the letter O, and it's not just for Oakland; it's for Oregon as well. Mm. So I, I, I think I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think he, the competitor inside him, is somebody that's going to say, "You know what? I got to jump ship and go give me a ring." I think he is just perfectly yeah. fine if he never gets a ring, being the guy that has two series-ending shots in the playoffs. Right. Two of six. There's six series ending at the buzzer shots, and he's got two of them. Yep. I think he's perfectly fine being that guy. Yeah. He doesn't want to team up. He said it. He said it many times. He doesn't want to team up. He would have like be the guy to get them to the promised land instead of like taking the coward's way out. As he as he looks at it. So. Yeah, and there's so, there's something way, he said for that. Yeah, by the way, um, Luca is put on the clinic right now. He's put on the clinic yeah, right now. Um, let me be the first person He's, to tell you is uh, as soon as I go inside, you know, I'm, I'm sitting out here in the garage because it's, it's, it's real nice out here. Um, I'm going to go in and kick the kids off the TV and watch Luca. I can't wait. Nice. That's <laughs> such a dominant. That's <laughs> such a dominant, sir. You're the dad. You're the grand poop of the family. You would think. <laughs> so, so assert your dominance, my friend, and make it happen. We'll get to one last thing. We'll get you out of here on this, brother. Playing game was a smashing success, in my opinion. Um, granted, I would prefer to see Portland against Phoenix instead of Portland against Memphis. Uh, because I really love Devin Booker. I mean, I never really watched Devin Booker before the bubble because the dude plays in Phoenix and Phoenix sucks, right? But yeah, but the way he's been he has been playing in the bubble. And plus, Phoenix went eight no in the bubble. No one saw that shit coming, and they were a tiebreaker away from playing in the playing game. Uh, but I will say this though, despite all of that. That playing game with Memphis was epic. It was epic as hell. And it was so entertaining, so intense. And to see Jean Morant play well, thing else, I mean, it, 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 it was great to see. So I think this is my thing, and it's been bandied about that the NBA apparently is considering a playing game, given the success of the playing game going forward, with the same old, if a team is within three games, of the AC, they they get the like they get to play against the the current AC. They have to be in twice, while the AC has to only win once. Um, I think that could work going forward because can you imagine, you know, if they gather going forward because that that would mean that no one would actually quit on the season, right? 
I mean, you still have to. Yeah. I mean, it's, it still has something to play for, and I think that'll be very exciting. You are correct. There's the, the, the it's it's a great idea, and and I'm for having the play-in tournament. It's just one of those things that year to year, same rules each year, because there are years where you have, you know, three teams tie for the eighth seed, but percentage, you know, they go down to tiebreakers. Do you keep, you go all the way down the tiebreakers to, to, to determine seven, eight, nine, or eight, nine, ten. There's just, it's going to be different mm-hmm. from year to year, but I think as, as an idea, I think, the, I, I really think that the NBA is going to keep a quote-unquote play-in game or tournament for the eighth seed in the play in the playoffs from now on, I really think that that's going to become something that's a staple of it because I, I mean, number one, it's a huge money grab. Number two, it keeps interest in the season late in the season for a lot of different teams. So yeah, this this has been a smashing success, and it's 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 going to continue. Yeah, I I hope so because this is on top of the gold mine. The NBA is on top of the gold mine. It's playing game. That was that was a stroke of genius, my friend. So. Yeah, let's let's here's to them hoping that they keep the bubble they keep keep the little bubble. That they keep the there might be a bubble next year if they don't come up with a vaccine for COVID, but that they keep the playing sure. game forward and uh that that would that that would be that. Um but yeah. But yeah, man, let me let you reclaim your dominance in your house and take over the family room T V so you can watch uh Dallas and the Clippers right now. And uh, thank you, as always, my friend, for talking NBA. We're going to keep this going next week, brother. All right, man. I'll see you later. Just let me know. All right, you got it. Take care. That's my guy. Take care, uh, man. Uh, Jerry Singleton's, rather, one half of the weekend adjustments crew with Kevin McCune on the Sports Hardware Show on WMOH, the ticket every weekend, coming out of Hamilton, Ohio. Thank you all for tuning in to tonight's podcast. This is Scott Brooks with the Clown. As always, please, if you can't stay at home, wear that mask, wash your hands, stay safe. And one more thing, oh six, hey.